Welcome to the audio podcast for Saturday Night Life. SNL is a ministry of Northwood Church, and our hope is that this will be a tool that blesses and encourages you in your walk with Jesus. If you want to learn more about Northridge Church or SNL, you can visit us at nrchurch.ca or join us for Saturday Night Life at 7 p.m. on Saturday evenings. Until we meet, be blessed and enjoy the word for this evening. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Saturday Night Life. My name's Andrew, and I'll be your host tonight. Hey. (laughs) Thanks. SNL is a ministry of Northridge Church. You are all welcome to experience everything that Northridge has to offer. Northridge and SNL are proud to partner with Hope for Freedom Society. We are big fans of this ministry and count ourselves fortunate to work alongside them this way. Celebrate Recovery is a place to experience freedom from life's hurts, habits, and hang-ups. We have a group that meets Friday nights just down the road at Highway Church, and there are literally CR groups all around the world. So if you know that you're going to be moving out of town and want to know more more about how to connect with it, just let us know. We like to celebrate recovery here at Saturday Night Life. If you're comfortable sharing where you're at in your recovery, take a moment to stand and share your milestone. Congratulations. 109. Congratulations. 60 days. 60 days. Wow. Congratulations. 160. Congratulations. 17 years. 17 years. Congratulations. And I'm celebrating 114 days today. All of our SNL services are streamed live on YouTube, so hi everyone on YouTube. Um, The easiest way to stay connected to Northridge and SNL is make sure to like, follow, and check in. And don't rush off, have another cup of coffee. Also take some time to check out our free clothing available tonight. It's been brought in especially for you, so don't be shy and take as much as you want. Once again, we're glad glad you're here. Get ready to learn a little bit more about Jesus, the most iconic figure who ever lived. Thanks, Andrew. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Thank you. So before we get started, um, I, there's a fellow named Jeremiah Tom. If you're watching Jeremiah, he used to be in the house, and he's been gone for a couple years now, and I absolutely love the kid to death. And he is struggling with sobriety right now, and he's trying to figure out where to go. And I said, please come to Hillen. Please come so I can hug him and, and hug you. And I mean that, truly. And <laughs> I will take you fishing. I will take you hunting. He's a good hunter. The way I met him, he's like, I think I knew him maybe a week. He's like, I, before I came here, I shot a bull moose. And, 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 and I left it for my dad, and I went straight into rehab. I'm like, we are going to be friends, son. <laughs> so I truly hope he makes his way down here because you meet my friend Jeremiah. He's a tender-hearted young man. And uh, I think... I don't know if there's anybody here that knows him or not, but he's a super nice kid. I really, I really, my kids liked him, and I liked him, like, currently like him. Um, 
Like, I usually like to start off with a couple of stories, and um, my son is recently, my youngest son, has recently gained a great affection for Dave Grohl. So, uh, where'd you go, the drummer? Where'd he go? Louis. Louis's gone. Well, anyhow, that has been banned from our house. We are not having a Dave Grohl in my house, because I know he would wail on it like Dave Grohl. He, my son's a fantastic guitar player. And he's a beautiful guitar player. He's like, Dad. And he's starting to grow the little mustache of Dave Grohl and getting a little, the ridiculous chin fuzz. And he's like, I'm like, what are you doing? Dad, Dave Grohl. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. There's worse people to look like, I guess. And, and then, oh, oh, and then the reason I wasn't here a little while ago, I was fishing. <laughs> I was fishing with my buddy, with a bunch of my buddies. It's an annual thing. We go, uh, we go ice fishing in January, and then we have a big Father's Day fishing trip. We, Father's Day, obviously. And uh, this time, my one buddy who never comes ice fishing because he's worried about the cold, <laughs> he outfits himself. He goes and buys a great big, ice, well, not great big, but he buys an ice fishing tent. He's got chairs for the, people, for the kids. He's got a stand like that so he can put up his movies that he can watch. He's got the fishing rods for all the kids. And, and, <laughs> and he's got a heater. You put a heater inside the fishing tent. And um, so... <laughs> It's pretty funny, actually, when you think about it. So we all got our tents up. We're all going. And, and I go to check on him, and he's got the rods in the water. I said, what are you guys doing? He said, I'm just waiting for the bait. What am I? I said, the bait's in the boat or in, in our sled. We've got a sled that carries all the gear out onto the ice. I said, well, who's going to bring you the bait? He said, well, I was really hoping you were. So I said, if, you weren't wait, if you're waiting me all day for me to bring you the bait. So anyhow, I brought him the bait. And then I went and checked on him because... I checked on him about an hour later. He had the heat so hot that he was shirtless, ice fishing, and sweating. And it was gross. But he was just covered in sweat, and his hair was covered in yolk, like he'd been just done a full work. Yeah. Oh, it's, it was really gross. I hope he's not watching. And, 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 and so his kids are fishing. He's like, Steve, we haven't caught a thing. And then I'm like, well, okay. There's a, there's a kiss of death. If you bring anybody on a fishing trip, Nobody catches anything when they come. I don't know. This is a fantastic lake normally. So uh, I want to say about, uh, I don't know, maybe three or four hours later, I go check on him. He's like, well, Steve, you're not going to believe what happened. So he, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. He's got, it's a little cat. It's like a little tent, right? A little pop-up tent. So he's got the, the chair here. He's got his chair, his son, him, and his other son. And they've got rods and little holes. And, he's, and he put his phone right on the arm of the chair, as you would when you're ice fishing. No, you wouldn't. And, and he, he went, hey, where, where's my glasses? Bloop. Saw his phone go to the bottom. And then when he said, what the heck is that? He knocked his, his glasses, went right, <laughs> went right down the hole. And he's like, oh, no, he was so upset, so upset. And so his kids are... Of course, his kids are ruthless, right? Because they're, Dad! And they just mocked him. And then, and, and so the next, but the guy that, that the fishing lodge, you know, we go to, I guess it's a regular occurrence. So he's got this magnet that goes as long and skinny on a long rod, like it's about 15 feet. And so our hole is only six foot, a six inch auger. This is made for an eight inch. So he's trying to shove it down there to hopefully, you can't see the stupid phone, uh, phone either. It's, it went, boom, right to the end of the mud. And I'm like, if you get that magnet in there, there's no way if you flip it out to bring it back in because it's, it's a six-inch hole and an eight-inch magnet. 
I said, I don't know what miracle you figure that's going to, and then, and you could see the, the glasses went, like the hole was here, the glasses went that way. So he's got a new pair of glasses and a new phone. That's what he came home with. A new reason to get a phone. So that was, <laughs> that was our fishing trip. I'm like, oh, none. Like, not a one. Not, my buddy had two, my other buddy, his son had two bites. Like, whoop, right away. We're, we're sitting there. And I got to tell you, I wish I had that chair back that I was ice fishing in. My wife bought me this wicked chair. Uh, some of you might be old enough, but remember the 70s, they had these, these round, cushy chairs. They were round, they were a big cushion. And they were, I just loved sitting in them as a kid. Well, my wife got me one for fishing. So I'm just sitting there, all cozy. I, li I literally could just put it up here right now, you guys. I am so tired today. And you'd be, oh, I'd probably be talking like this the whole time. But so that's probably not conducive to what I got to do. But it was so cozy, and I had all the warm clothes on. I fell asleep, and mine was 15, just <laughs> with my rod sitting there. And the kids, would, the kids would come up and kick my chair. Dad, wake up. But yeah, I still had fun. It was a good time. I know it sounds like old man fun, but it was fun. So anyhow, sorry. So I truly, before I start, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Steve Bennett, and uh, I've been a dad for 21 years, and I love being a dad. Been married for 30, this is my 33rd year. And unfortunately, for some of you that don't know, I share a very common background with a lot of you. I had a highly abusive father. He abused, there wasn't a person that wasn't touched by his abuse and his anger in our house. And uh, I wish that none of us had to share that commonality, if some of us do, because it sticks. It sticks, and it carries you along, and, and, and it's a, I've been a Christian man for almost 30 years now, and I still have struggles with it, with the memories, with, the, with uh, who I am as a dad, who, who I am as a human being, and uh, I know I'm a pretty good dad. But there's moments where you're like, the, wor I, the words of what my father used to say to me comes back. And uh, so, I deviated there, sorry. But I, I, I really believe, what I'm getting to, to is, is, I believe that tonight's message, there's at least two or three people that this message is specifically for. And I felt it when I was writing it today. And I started my message and... and, and, and I'm left-handed, so I don't know why I was holding up the right hand, but I, I, I'm writing it, and, and sometimes, sometimes when the message is good, I, I, it, just, it just flows, and flows, and like, and, and, and a, I was going to say it flew, it didn't flew, it flowed, and, 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 and as I'm writing it, I'm, I'm, I hope, I hope my feelings are right, that it was, because I really truly believe that it was made for uh, at least two, pe two or three people today. Uh, I really do, and, 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 and if you receive the words and truly understand the, what I'm getting at, it will be life-changing as to who you are as a human being in Christ and understanding that you are worthy to walk this earth and that you are lovable and that you're worth dying on the cross for. So with that being said, that was a pretty big buildup. But uh, oh, and one more thing before I start my message. If none of you guys have this app yet, I can't recommend it enough. It's the Holy Bible on your phone. When some of you guys can get your phone back or if you're still waiting for your phone, 
the Holy Bible. It's got every translation that you want. Sometimes, you know, King James, thou, thy, that used to drive me bananas. Because the Gideons would give you the little Bibles at school when you were old enough to get a Bible at school. Regular, regular school, for those young guys that don't know, you would get a Bible. I would start grade five, and you get a free, not that I did grade five many times, but when you'd start grade five, you'd get a free Bible at my school. So everybody got a Bible given to them at school. But it was always in King James, and I had no idea what the heck it was saying. But if you get a phone and it's the, the, the Holy Bible app, you can get every translation. And uh, I know this sounds lame, but you can read, it'll read it to you. You hit play, and you can listen to it when you go to bed. or when you're, I listen to it sometimes when I'm on my way to work. I'll just hit play. And uh, I tell you, I, of all the, I love the app. And, uh, and it makes me feel good to have the Bible no matter where I am, no matter what. So uh, and there you go. Now my sales pitch is over. So now we're going to read out of the book of Acts. And um, so the thing I, I'm just going to read like I always do, and I'll come back. In my first book, I told you Theophilus. Theophilus? Theophilus? I'm horrible with the Bible names. Let's just get that out of there right now. Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once, when he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to, f- to free Israel and restore your kingdom, our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they're not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witness, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After this, or sorry, after saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they no longer could see them. And as they strained to see him, Rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said. Why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven. But someday he will return from heaven into the, in the same way you saw him go. And I, you know what? I was reading a study, and, and, and that stuck with me. That really stuck with me. The same way, the same way he left. I can't imagine... Like I say, I'm an outdoors kind of guy. I'm standing in the middle of a frozen lake, and you see Jesus, wherever he's going to come. I'm sure he's not going to come to Tunkwa Lake when I'm ice fishing with my kids. But wherever he's going to come, see God descending from the clouds, as it says here, coming from the clouds. I, I, I'd be pretty wicked to see, and I can hardly wait to see it. But, yeah, I, I, it says as he left, that's the way he's going to appear. So anyhow, I got ahead of myself again. Um, so the, for, for those of you who are wondering... My first book, it's Luke. It's Luke that wrote this book. It was a continuation, and he's the writer of this book. And um, during the 40 days when Jesus was wandering around, I'm going to kind of jump around a little bit. So uh, 
1 Corinthians says that he, uh, he was seen by over 500 people. And, and that, so it wasn't just the 12 that, 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 that saw him. It was 500 people that, that saw Jesus as well. And I wanted to point out one other thing is this here in verse 10. And as they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. And it, in, in, um, in the book of John, Mary, when the stone was rolled away, they went back to go look at, G, look, look at the tomb. There was two men sitting out in front of his tomb, two white-robed angels. And, and, and I was trying to, when I was writing this, the... the the importance of God rising into heaven was, was a, I was going to say it's like threefold, but it's a millionfold. Because when he, when he left to heaven, his work on earth was done. He had his apostles armed and ready and loaded, ready to go. And uh, another hunting term, sorry. But the, uh, he, having come down, coming, come down from earth to heaven to redeem us, Jesus now turns back, and, and, well, and he, he's in heaven now. There's things that had to happen that he, that he couldn't do on earth. He's now sitting, it feels like this thing's going to fall apart on me, sitting at the right hand of God. He's ascended, and he's sitting there on the right hand of God. And, and he came to earth from heaven, and this is the part I, I, I like too, is he came down, and it wasn't like trumpets blaring it wasn't like bah, bah, bah. i mean my kids were like i just before i came here my kids were playing my old my youngest was playing Fortnite, and uh and and there's a move and i don't know how many you got i'm looking at carol like you should know john cena bah, 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 bah. you know the little thing and you hear the music playing well i guess that's a move on Fortnite. if you want to punch somebody in the face you punch me like just the trumpets made me think of that i don't know why but it did but there was no big trumpets as, as Jesus was ascending. He came in under full humility and humbleness into a dirty barn. And, and he lived that life, a sinless life. He lived that life on earth so that he could die for the, every second, every breath that he was here was so that he could die on that cross and be sinless for us blameless the perfect sacrifice and then and then when he rose from the, the tomb was rolled away and he ascended to heaven he was the victor he was the winner he defeated death he defeated sin and and he he now it says in peter that he he's now our, our advocate He's up there, and, and he's up there, and, and, and he says, seated at the right hand of God. And if it wasn't for him dying on the cross and rising again to prove who he is, he, he, we would have no salvation. And First John, sorry, I said Peter, but First John, he says, if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before our Father. Our heavenly Father. So if you think that you've, and I've, I've been in construction for like 30 years, and there's been plenty of dudes that I've met, dudes, I'm like, I'm, listen to me. There's been plenty of guys, there's been plenty of guys that I've met, and they know where I go to church, 
And there's actually, there's one guy who was this huge. I've talked to him about before. His name was Terry. He's just huge. But he was petrified of me because he's a Steve. You don't, you don't bleep with Steve because he's got Christ on his side. I want you to know that, boys. Don't touch him. I won't touch And this guy would, on the regular, would grab men and throw him across. The, and, I, and I'd walk up to him. and Terry, what are you doing? <sighs> I know, Steve. I know, Steve. I'm a, and then he'd call himself words that I can't say up here. But, but he would say it on the regular. And I know this is true of people that come to Hill and, listen, man, I've done some, I've done some ridiculous stuff that is unforgivable. Unforgivable. You don't understand what I did to survive. You don't understand what, it, what I had to go through just to be here. He's your intercessor. He's your advocate. He's our mediator. The heavenly, he's the perfect sacrifice. He's the, I have no excuses. He's the, no matter what you can come up with not to, to accept that cross, he says, I love you. I don't care what you have done. I don't care how you did it to survive. I don't care where you are now. The back alley. I, I, my job before, I'm, when I, I work for Fortis, and, I, and, and, and we repair the gas lines, we repair our, our, our meters and stuff like that. And many, many times I've had to repair cages in the Hastings Street, and in, in that, that area, Maine and Hastings, where people peel open the cage and they go to sleep inside that cage because the rain doesn't come, come down and keeps them dry. He sees you there, ladies and gentlemen. He sees the person stuck under, under that pipe or under that bridge and says, you know what? I love you. I don't care. There is no shame in coming to him. And... and, and the, I want to go back here to uh, verse 8. But you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit when he comes upon you. The Holy, Holy Spirit couldn't come until Jesus left. And when those men received the Holy Spirit, they went to Judea. They went to Samaria. They went to the ends of the earth. When I, a long time ago, my wife and I, we went, to, we went to Rome. And I'm walking on the streets of Rome. And all I could remember thinking through my head, because there's these great big... Actually, there's another funny story, too, because we took my kids, too. But the, we, we, there's these cobble, huge stones. And I'm thinking, holy smokes, Peter could have been here. And I think, I hope it's Peter. It's Peter, right? Just nod, say yes, Dave. <laughs> I think it's Peter. It was walking here, right? Like, like Paul, Paul. It's Paul, I think. Now I screwed it up. There was an apostle that walked in Rome. That's well, let's get it, let's get it, I'll get it that way. He walked in Rome, and I'm thinking, I could be sitting on the same stones that, that, that he did, that he walked on. And to think about it, that is amazing. So, side story, we're, sit, we're sitting there, it's, it's, it's called the Roman Forum, and they got these, these, these uh, uh, epoxy or something, paintings, that are, uh, to describe what you're looking at. So this, there's a door there that's still 2,000 years old, and it's got an inscription. And so my son, he's a generally a smart kid. He goes, Dad, these signs are in pretty good condition for 2,000 years. <laughs> I, swear to, I swear he said that. I'm like, son, repeat that, that again to yourself. He, oh, never mind, Dad. I, 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 I couldn't keep it together. But so, the, the, and then in John, 
in John, John 16, John 16, 7, it says, it is best, Jesus says, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. The advocate, the Holy Spirit. And for those of you who don't know what it's like to be a Christian or not to have anybody in your corner or to feel alone and to not have an advocate, I can remember growing up thinking there was nobody for me. The people that were supposed to protect me that I was born to were not my advocate. They were the ones that tore me down. As Christians, as people who believe in Jesus and accept him, the Holy Spirit comes to us, our advocate. He is called the, in the Bible, and not just me that says this, but it's in the Bible, our helper, our friend, our comforter. He's the comforter when you have no comfort. When I had no comfort, when I'm sitting there alone, just wanting to, the only reason I can tell you as a young man that I stayed alive is because I didn't want my dog to be left alone. I didn't want, it sounds ridiculous at the time, like thinking about it now. The only reason I never killed myself as a teenage boy is I didn't want my dog left alone to be kicked by my dad. And, and the, the, the thing... The thing that to have to understand that he died on that cross and ascended to heaven to bring us that comforter, the same counselor, the same helper that he had and that he shares with us. And I and I want to I'm gonna I this is the part when I'm writing it that I know somebody needs to hear this. Because when I was in my lowest of lows. I needed to hear this, and I never did until I, later on. You need to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that you are worth helping. You are worthy of help. I don't want to cry, but you, I know many, I've been here with Helen, and I've seen you, people, you men and women put your arms around each other and comfort one another. You, too, are worthy of that same comfort. You too are worthy of that same love. You too can work on yourself and say, I'm loved. I love, I'm at a point in my life at 55, I can say, I love Steve Bennett. I am worthy to be loved. I understand, I understand that. Now, you need, we need to take care of ourselves like we are people worth caring for. I look at each and every one of you here, and I, I truly hope you believe that. Because I believe, I believe that for each and every one of you. Despite our flaws and our inefficiencies and our lack of worth, we are worth having around. You are worth having around. And if you can't find a sliver of, of, of just... Worth a feeling of you. I want you around. I truly do. I want to see you next Sunday. I want to see you 10 Sundays, 1,000 Sundays from now. If you can't find a grasp, if, you, if you're at the point in your life where you're saying, I can't, I, there's nothing for me to hold on. I don't want to accept Jesus. Understand that I will miss you. 
And it's okay to want things better for yourself. It's okay. And don't feel guilty. Don't truly don't feel guilty for wanting to have a better life, despite the things that we've done to get to this point. Because the cross was put here to wipe your slate clean. To, 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 to a very, oh man, his name was James. And I really, really liked him. And he died of an overdose. He couldn't get past the things that he had done. He couldn't get past the things that he had done. And I hope and pray for each and every one of you that that is not your obstacle. Because it truly is wiped the blood. It wipes you clean as snow. The potential that I see, and, 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 and that I see, I mean, I just, I got to look at the twins. I, and, and I see the, the light, the, oh, it's his smile that just makes me melt too. And I was just telling him before we, the service, the potential that those boys have, and the potential I see in you guys here too, when I have discussions and, and conversations. Once you realize it, it's a life changer. The band wants to come up. It's, once you accept the love of Jesus, it is a life changer. It's a, it's, a life, it's a family changer. It's a friend changer. It's a husband or wife changer. And I'll come back with some more. So, um, so one last thing I wanted to... I... Uh, Came across every every now and then when I do my sermons, I try to look at everything, and for some reason, some things get sent to me too. And there's a comedian. Comedians are really good at articulating, well, jokes for one. But this this uh, this one really hit me, and I think it would really hit you guys as well. And when I was in the de depth of my depression, anyhow, sorry. It was about being alone. And he says, the last, the thing about being alone isn't that you don't, is that you don't have anybody, is, but it's, the, it's that you feel like nobody has you. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, right? Oh my gosh, I can feel it. I can feel Jesus right now. And, it's, and, it, and it never had it put so well, truly. You're alone. The, you're, you're a young boy or girl, and you're alone. And, it's, and, it, and is it, you want a mom and dad, or you want a grandparent, or, or somebody of significance to love you and have your back, but you, 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 nobody has you. You're ultimately alone as alone can be. And... and I have to tell you truly that it changed, that changed for me when I accepted Jesus. And the understanding that he had to rise through the clouds. He had to go to the right hand of God to be our intercessor, to send the Holy Spirit, the great comforter, the counselor, our, 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 our friend and our helper. And it, that's my summary, and I, 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 I've never heard it put that way before. 
And I want you to understand, if you ever feel that way, that you can come to me, because I understand, I know fully what it is to feel that nobody has you. And we can talk Jesus. Let's take a moment to bow your heads, please. Thank you, Jesus, for tonight. I thank you for your words. I thank you for each and every person here. I truly do. I thank you for the people that are watching and that will watch. I thank you for the lives that you change, the hearts that you change, the understanding that you change. I pray a blessing over each and every person here. From here on out to the last time, I, to, to, to the to forever, that this is the moment. This is the moment that the understanding of who you are and that you, that you are not alone. And that through the Holy Spirit, you can feel that, that, that He is there for you. In your precious name, amen. So if anybody wants to come up, I'll be here for a little bit. I'm happy to talk to you. Thank you for joining us for Saturday Night Life. If you want to learn more about this ministry, or if you want to talk to somebody about what you heard on this podcast, please email us at snl at nrchurch.ca. We'd love to get to know you better. Until then, be safe and be blessed.